Hey, Freakles. Um, Madison here, just jumping in before the episode um, to let you know that um, we had a little bit of an audio issue this episode um, with my audio in particular. Uh, I'm not too sure what happened at this point, but I think instead of picking uh, up the audio from my microphone uh, that I usually use to record, it picked up from another one, either what it, it was the one in my headset or from my computer or from my webcam one or something like that. Um, my mistake, and I really apologize. Um, I did the best I could to cut down the bad audio and the background noise, um, but it does sound a little, um, or it sounds a lot uh, different from each other <laughs> between me and his voices. Um, I apologize for that. It's really not up to like our normal standard for the audio quality, but uh, we just wanted to give you a heads up. If it is untenable for you um, for this episode and you just can't listen, uh, continue listening, um, we completely understand. And if you decide to stick around for it, we thank you and hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you. Bye. center of the podcast universe, at the border between the sequel and the prequel, stands the original film. For countless ages, the sorceress of movies has kept this universe in harmony, but the armies of darkness do not rest, and franchising is ever most in their minds. For those with the control to... For those who... Fuck. For those that control the narrative come the power. The power to be supreme. The power to be almighty. The power to be the equalizers! I'll have the sequel. <laughs> so, all right, another another slamming opening. We did it, Madison. Like we only we just keep getting better at this. We just keep getting better. Snapchat, snapchat. Oh, we keep doing it. The banter, the repartee. Yeah. Every single week. Oh God. We're just we keep. Oh, I I don't know. I don't like. Hey, sponsors, get at us. We are like. Yeah. Mattel? We could be bringing this energy to your products. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, we'll sell anything. Charmin. Mm-hmm. We like toilet paper. We use a lot of it. Not for the reasons you'd expect. No. No. We we're t- we frequently just go TP John Leguizamo's house every mm-hmm. weekend. and We frequently just go TP John Leguizamo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although that toilet paper shortage at the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic, that yeah. was mostly us. That was, that was mostly, mostly us. us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had decided to actually short the toilet paper at the stores. Uh, and so we bought it all out. And then the stores had to buy back the toilet paper with their own money. That joke doesn't work. I don't understand the stock market. Yeah, well, um, well, John Leguizamo deserves it for the past, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he deserves all our ire. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, also using that Romeo plus Juliet movie. And that was not That was a movie. Best. It was a movie. It doesn't have a sequel. We could do that. I'm still fucking furious at them for they just wrote sword on all the guns. Uh, no, and that was like, don't at me. 
some of them were called rapier and then another one was called sword yeah it was just um that is like i don't know i i don't want to get it i'll talk for an hour about how much i hate that um but we're not doing romeo plus juliet this week we're doing masters of the universe not (laughs) he-man and the masters of the universe Masters of the Universe, the For, 1987, uh, Dolph Lundgren, Frank Langella, Courtney Cox, mm-hmm. um, um, Prince for Strickland for Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and... Billy Barty, who played Billy, Billy Barty, yeah. I just saw his name in the credits, and I really liked that name. Uh, Mick Foster, it. who it mm-hmm. plays Evil Lynn, um, Evil. and Evil Lynn, um, and he was just bringing it, just bringing yeah. it like... like the told, entire movie. So as I do most weeks now, because I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to watch this movie. Jackson, do you want to come over and watch this movie with me? Because I, like, I have to this week. And so Jackson had never seen this movie. And we were watching it. It's been a long time since I saw it. And um, I was just laughing at how it seemed like all the villains made a decision that this movie was bad. And they didn't have a lot to do. So they were just going to be as horny as possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, they... I... um. <sighs> I I have a lot of like mixed feelings about this movie. I kind of expressed that last week when you like announced that we were doing oh, it. Oh yeah, you mean when you yelled shit a bunch of times and got really upset? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because this movie does that thing um, that various movies, like especially in the '80s, that have done like sort of like the oh we are fantasy or sci-fi like characters mm-hmm. and we're going to be thrusted into the past into this into the real world or mm-hmm. like to the to yeah. earth and like isn't it wacky that we're around here um and uh, to that point i looked it up quickly just not to interrupt but just to yeah. add it to that howard the duck came out the year before this yeah yeah howard the duck um there's a uh, last action hero there's that movie with um I've not seen uh, Last Action Hero. Isn't that more supposed to be the joke, though? Is that he's an action hero in the real world? It's not as much like, what an interesting twist this will be. Like It's like Red Rose of Cairo or whatever yeah. Rose of Cairo where um, Jeff Bridges comes out of the movie screen or whatever. Like I yeah. thought that was supposed to be part of the like the joke of it. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. But uh, there's also that movie with... Um, the Hulk Hogan as mm-hmm. like that like that muscle bro like video game character or whatever he is sure. and he gets brought into the real world. I forget what that one's called. Um, but um, yeah, uh, it's just a it's it, I think it's a lazy plot concept though. I guess it was mm-hmm. during a time where everyone was doing it, so I guess it was timely. Yeah, right? I don't know. Like, especially for this movie, it could have just been that like oh that's what's in right now. Okay, also with He Man saving on sets and money sure. like the the prosthetics i couldn't imagine what the cost was in makeup and stuff um and like the only places we see in eternia are like an outdoor shot that could have been you know fucking anywhere on earth we see um Gwildor's house and then we see the throne room of castle grayskull and yeah. that's pretty much it so i think maybe a lot of these films are trying to save budget because sure. CGI doesn't exist as much then, and it's not as cost-effective to... Yeah, it's like practical effects. Yeah. Um, I have some uh, uh, spoilers for a little bit in a little uh-huh. bit. We got some insight into the prosthetics and like the set uh, coming gotcha. up in one of, in one of my bits. Um, one of your bits? 
one of my dicks. When it, it doesn't rain, but it was it doesn't rain, but it pours. Yeah. Once the bit drops broken, it's a flood. It's a bit flood now. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with the movie specifically? I don't know if you had I, any. I just wanted to ask if you, previous to this, or when you were a kid, did you watch He-Man no. at all? Or did you have any like frame of reference for some of um, these characters or anything I mean, like that? Through osmosis, I knew about He-Man. I have the power, sure. Skeletor, Castle Grayskull. Um, yeah. Because I'm a child of born in the 90s, um, I'm more through osmosis familiar with like Prince Adam and that kind of He-Man mm-hmm. aspect. Um, a year or so ago, I was at a, a bookstore here in Indiana where I live, and um, they were they had comic books in one area, and they were selling this enormous volume, and I have it in the other room because um, I was rereading a little bit of it for, to prep for this of the mini comics that would come with oh, the yeah. He-Man toys. And it's just like a big collection and interviews with the writers and stuff. And um, so rereading that, it seems this plays off of that a lot more of this sort of Conan the Barbarian world of just like muscly hero dudes wander the earth and then run into each other and fight every so often. And then as the comics went on, they like, Oh no, they all live in this castle area and it's like a, like a medieval fight, but they've also got Falcon jets and like also, which is what I wanted more for this uh, was a lot more of just the hokey product placement bullshit or like toy bullshit. Yeah. My experience with it, I actually, and I haven't seen a single episode of like the 80s <laughs> cartoon at all, like ever. Um, but uh, I got into it with the 2002 reboot of the show with okay. Prince Adam, where he was like a kid who has the sword and he turns into it. But the the show's not really about him. It's kind of about all of his friends and all of his um, all of the other. All the other toys. Of the, mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the other masters of the universe. Um, and every episode would be kind of dedicated to like one of them and their kind of story. Gotcha. Uh, they're like two seasons. And, How many episodes you know, were fun. dedicated to Triclops? Um, I can't remember. Because that dude's um, a fucking hero just to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoilers for a little bit later in the episode. I'm going to pitch heavily to include Triclops. That's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with, if we get some of those other kind of like edge characters. Because like... One of my favorite guys, um, uh, his name was Mechanek, and um, his <laughs> whole thing. Mechanek. His whole thing is that his neck is like on like sort of like a um, like on a uh, it can extend really far, and that's his thing. That's all I was saying. It's like on a, like a robotic neck mm-hmm. that can go like thirty yards into the air, and that's like his power and his useful power. There's also, there was also another guy um, called Many Faces, and uh, his head would like turn around. I've also and, like, met Many Faces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one was like a monster, another one was like a robot, then another one was just him, like a normal guy. It was just like that in the 2002 cartoon that I got into, like that that was that stuff was like you saw those characters very regularly. Sure. That sounds like they that was the t- reboot was more like not making sense of the like the fact that this was a children's show to sell toys. It was more of like let's just like not acknowledge that that's stupid and just like have fun and like take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I don't mean that in a bit like a derogatory way of like take it seriously. Like sure. this is stupid and hokey, and we love that. We're not going to like make fun of it, but we're also not going to like um, <laughs> be super campy. We're just going to like play this at face value kind of like the adam west batman did yeah yeah um but no like i said i've i've been reading the, some of the mini comics and it's 
it's interesting. There is one where they explain um, Tila, Man at Arms' daughter. Yeah. Uh, basically, I'll say the woman of the team in this yeah. movie. Um, is the daughter of the mustache man on that team, yeah. uh, Man at Arms. And, of course, there's a great bit where she looks directly at the camera and says, Woman at Arms. Yeah. Um, anyway, sh- there's this whole thing in comics like, Oh, we know that that's her dad, but what about her mother? Turns out, her mother, quote-unquote mother, is the goddess Tila, who Skeletor summoned to Earth 20 years ago, or to Eternius 20 years ago, to create a baby clone of her, to then raise up to maturity, marry, and then merge their powers so he could steal Castle Grayskull. That is legitimately the plot. And then this whole thing is he's like, oh, it's been 20 years, and I've summoned you back, and I'm going to now finish my plan, or whatever. And it was like, legitimately, that was a plot point of the He-Man mini-comics, was that the reason Teela exists is because Skeletor summoned a goddess to make a baby clone that he would then raise and marry to steal Castle Grayskull. Yeah, the universe gets really crazy, and like it's a, the the plot of Skeletor all the time. All the time is to just get the power of Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Um, something that um, the 2002 show got into in mm-hmm. like its second season was uh, class warfare. The, um, yes, but also um, it turned out that, like Skeletor was like serving another person named King Cobra, <laughs> okay. and. So King Cobra becomes like a prevalent like villain and is like above Skeletor, and so you get to see Skeletor being sort of like the sub of of this other dude. <laughs> it's just like frequent get us with that fan art that I'm sure yeah. already exists online. Yeah, and I could be incorrect in this, but I'm pretty sure the guy who voiced King Cobra was the same guy who voiced Skeletor as well. So it's just like him like berating himself all the time. But yeah, they got into season um, three. They were going to reveal King Cobra was actually Skeletor's split personality. He'd like put on a different costume, and uh-huh. or he'd have like he'd paint his half of his body to be King Cobra, and he'd do the thing return. Yeah, good um, content. But yeah, well, that's enough me nerding out about this. Sure, uh, yeah. about us nerding out about He Man. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I want us to uh, when we get to the pitch. I, I do want us to keep at the heart of it that this is based off of toys and just like sure have a fucking blast with it yeah yeah i mean i i don't think i don't see how we could loop in we're not like, going to old man buzz this one no i don't think we could loop in the cartoon or the either either cartoon or the comics really we could sure. like, try to get, get i mean i think we like much like the vegeta um we can like pull in those characters because sure. I mean, like the four lieutenants that came after He Man, very clearly they like he said their names and they did a close up of them, and it was very clear, like right from the thing, right yeah, from the thing. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I think. If that's what we pull from the show or the comics, is mostly just like write that character from the thing. Yeah. Well, I generally am. I find this movie pleasant. It's not good, but I I don't hate. Like, I enjoy watching it. Uh, it sounds like you this time at least watching your live blog you didn't have a terrible time it wasn't horrible it's just um i find the concept boring mm-hmm. like i said of like what the movie is but the the actors every single one of them mm-hmm. seem to be having the best time um and yeah. on this like relatively apparently low budget version of right. this he-man story right so it's it, it, it was more fun watching it as an adult than the first time I watched it like years ago. I also recommend watching it with people. Uh, yeah. Jackson had never seen it before and had the absolute time of their life 
with this yeah. movie. Uh, when Skeletor got his gold dragon armor, I thought they were going to die. They were laughing so hard for so long at how dumb that looked. At one point, I was laughing, and I looked at the screen as I paused, and I looked over, and Jackson was hunched over on my couch, pointing at the screen with their face down, <laughs> laughing, because it was it's like it. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, you look better the other way. Yeah. <laughs> you just look like a dipshit right now. <laughs> Everybody knows it, too. Everyone in the room, all of his robot troops, all are like Evil Lynn, Beast, yeah. they were all just like, ugh, I, I don't know about this, man. Yeah, That's how they immediately, immediately turned on him afterwards. I felt very Power Rangers, and this, I mean, this predates Saban's Power Rangers by a few years, but the uh, Super Sentai in Japan existed at that, well, I think, at that time still. It kind of looked like the costume of the Goldar. Of Godar, yeah, it kind of oh, yeah. looked like Goldar's like uh, whole headpiece thing. Uh, it was a little bit more front facing than Goldar's, though. If you want to talk about Nerd Out, I'll talk about Power Rangers. We'll get okay, okay, uh, okay. Let's... Crossover. Uh, you could. I mean. Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Before we can have our delicious dessert, we have to have our vegetables. That's right, gang. It's time for Taddy's tomatoes. Uh, technically, a tomato's a fruit. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, our first review comes from Zoran Z, who gave this one star. Totally cool. Loved it. End of review. Really cool, loved it. One star. I maybe Saran thinks this is a demerit system, so it's like it's totally cool. I loved it. I'm only gonna give it one demerit. I want to write a letter to Rotten Tomatoes HQ uh-huh. and just be like, "Can you like regulate this shit? Like, can you really like, oh, like have people you have, have been like, doing that for a while since Captain Marvel can... came out? Oh jeez, God, um, that made me sad." <laughs> Um, but um, Jesus like people shouldn't be allowed to do this <laughs> I'm just gonna everybody, say it everybody keep your eyes out for our new show Madison Jones Rotten Tomatoes Cop where Madison goes through the Rotten Tomatoes pages of movies and brings the people to task for their bad reviews you can't give someone you can't say you love something and then just give it one star I mean at least, like, how do you quantify love in stars, right? I guess that's the first Five. question we really I mean, need to really need to address, right? Um, like, and that's a preview of Madison Jones' <laughs> Tomatoes Cup. Like, at least liking it is three and a half, right? Or two and a half stars, right? You know? I mean, two and a half is exactly half of five. That would be a baseline. Yeah, so that's like, I, I, I... I watched it. I think like I think that's like the baseline, right? It's like it existed. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Two and a half stars. I think we could get into the love portion right around four stars. Uh-huh. I think that's where. You, and then like five stars is like this is the best movie of all time, right? Like this is this this is groundbreaking. This goes beyond love. Stop me anytime. I mean, you guess you tried to. I tried. I did. I tried. <laughs> and you just kept going. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, our second review, 10 minutes into the bit, comes from Claudette A., who gave this two stars. Only reason why I watched this is because I had downloaded the wrong movie and didn't want to waste it. End of review. 
Com- wasting a download. I guess. RT, copy got anything to say about this one? It's two and a half stars, not enough for... I mean, what do you mean, wasting? Um, wait, this is my Andy Rooney. Uh, this is my Andy Rooney. Um... This is becoming your Jerry Seinfeld type five. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with star ratings? Is Are we in such an eco-friendly culture that we see as downloading a... Um, uh, a video as wasteful and a waste of energy is that kind of the level of eco uh, consciousness that we are as a society that it's wasteful if you don't watch a, um, a file that you download and it wasn't the right one i mean come on great our third review comes from nemesis d who gave this one and a half star earth is cheaper that's the story end of review a little poem i said there yeah eat your fucking heart out hemingway i just told the shortest story earth is cheaper i would say probably yeah right i mean granted you know it's kind of hard to put your finger on Earth. earth or like what commerce is like in Eternia, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, it, <laughs> like they don't seem to have money. I don't, I don't know what kind of money. I don't think there are stocks and bonds or uh, any medicine. sort of investment um, in Eternia. Like, I don't, I don't think any, I don't, I don't think cashier's checks or uh, bank notes or any sort of like, ca- mm-hmm. it seems like the currency is power, right? Tune in for Madison Jones's new um, Economy of Eternia podcast, Grey Economics. <laughs> um, I was going to call it Money, Money Eternia. Great. Uh, our fourth review, our next review comes from Nairi A, who gave this two and a half stars. I can remember the first time this was on TV, I asked my mom to record it. For some reason, she started recording halfway through... For some reason, she started recording halfway through the videotape. Yes, remember those? Then rewound the tape and kept recording to the end, thus recording over the start. I was so pissed off with her uh, in saying that I'm watching it now and can't finish it. Is It really is bad, bad, bad. Two and a half stars for my love of it as a kid. So basically, the parent started recording halfway through the tape. The tape reached the end of the tape, rewound to the beginning, and kept recording. So they basically recorded over the first half of the movie. Our next review comes from Steve V. <laughs> Madison, Madison was frozen with either indecision or confusion, so I just went ahead and yeah. called um, Our last review comes from Steve V, who gave this two and a half stars. I used to love this movie as a six-year-old, but sadly, 20 years later, I turned it off after about 30 minutes and smoked some weed instead. <laughs> End of review. I mean, technically, I, I don't, I mean... Overriding the videotape, um, I mean, it's kind of like, what I didn't like about that review, um, obviously, <laughs> what I don't like about that review is like, it kind of is like shamey on like millennial culture or like the kids are right now. It's like, remember videotapes? This is how videotapes worked. Like, it's kind of like that person was trying to uh, encapsulate or like kind of point out that like people don't remember what videotapes were like mm-hmm. i guess is that was that the whole point because they went to describe went to length to describe. i think it's more like i'm so I, i'm so old we i watch this on videotape not like for points more of just like 
God, I remember those existed. Sure, sure. I used to love this movie as a six-year-old, but sadly, 20 years later, I turned it off after about 30 minutes and smoked some weed instead. End of review. I feel this movie would be great, better high. Like, I'd probably enjoy it more high. Um, I'm, I'm cashed out gotcha. uh, right now. So, And it's also like, I started this at like 10.30. That's not my high time. Um, uh, high, high time happens at least after 4 p.m. I do after uh, 20 after 4, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Right around there. I wish there was an easier way to say that. Um what I I love the new segment here we have in Daddy's Tomatoes where you review the reviews. Yeah, I mean that's the I mean I'm, I'm not not to press too much judgment on you, Mike, but you just say them and I'm supposed to say something. <laughs> yeah, we have a little bit of a riff. We laugh about it. We, you know, oh, um, Earth is cheaper. That's the story. We make funny jokes about Earth being cheaper. I mean, or I, I mean, I mean, wasting a download like. I mean, you're bringing these garbage people to my my door, and I and I deserve, and I bombs. and I get to and I get to spit in their face. I mean, <laughs> like in this economy, bump uh, bump up whatever uh, says I like the movie one star. No, you didn't. No, you for, fucking didn't. I hate to. I have to apologize to you for girls. I think this one's going to be just bits. <laughs> this might be just bits. We are at twenty. We saw bits. We're at thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, the tomatoes are over. What do you have? Buckle up. Because we're driving to Math Town. It's not a new bit. It's Math <laughs> It's Madison's Math Facts. Okay. The math is out there. Are you buckled? I'm buckled. All right, here we go. Math Facts number one. Oh, and as a reminder, Madison's Math Facts. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, math in Madison's math facts. Math stands for Madison's amazing tables of useful Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, right, Hollywood. Math fact number one: Due to the fifty-plus pound weight of his of his blade suit, after Anthony DeLongis said it, said in an interview that when he would remove his boots, he would regularly pour out sweat from them at the end of every day of filming the movie. <laughs> Oh. Imagine just like a pool of sweat just coming out of that man. Imagine like, walking around with a pool of sweat in your boots. Also, they used real metal for his like his suit. Like they 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 why why would they do that? Ugh. Here's how I feel about that math. How about about that fact? Here's my right review of that. My fact Go about that fact. Go right ahead. Uh, metal's cheaper. End of story. That was it. I'm done. Cool. Math blasted. Math fact number two. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Beastman's prosthetic teeth were so large that performer Tony Carroll was unable to close his mouth when in the costume. After a while, he would begin to drool, filling his chin piece with saliva and weighing the weighing him down. How many facts have to do with liquid, like bodily fluids pooling places? Um. At least one to three. Okay. <laughs> math blasted. Is the end of the math facts. Okay. Now you said you had a couple bits. 
Was there a new one coming up as well, or was was that also a lie? That was, I mean, it was a missaying, a miss, a misspeaking. Gotcha. Of my own. Okay. All right then, with a the spoken phrase by Madison Jones. That's your book of poetry that's coming out in uh, 2022. Right? Yeah. That's probably pretty good. Mistoken yeah. phrase by Madison Jones. Are you saying mistoken? I said misspoken, but um, after I do, after I release misspoken, mm-hmm. I'm going to release a sequel book called Mistoken. Blaze. Mistoken Blaze. Mistoken Blaze, and it is oh, me man. writing, writing uh, phrases. Hi. You writing that down? Copyright TM, TM. Okay. So, with the bits out of the way. Uh, at the 30-minute mark. The 30-minute mark. The, our bits <laughs> will cut down. I'm sure, Frequels, you didn't hear all of the tomatoes this week. I I had a I lot of them. I, I think all my reviews of them are pretty, pretty solid. Okay, well then for time, we're going to have to cut the math facts. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you to cut my bit. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so, Masters of the Universe 2. Let me get... Also, I apologize for the clicking you're probably inevitably going to hear. I'm fidgeting with a pen. Okay, our time starts now. Um, so like I said, I don't really have a lot of ideas for this. I wrote down um, uh, about like keeping the toys in it. I wrote down that I want to keep Triclops in it. And then I just wrote down a bunch of suffixes to put before verse. So like masters of the omniverse, superverse, infraverse, extraverse, metaverse, holoverse, megaverse, negaverse, buffyverse, friendsverse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buffy's friendsverse. Are we gonna? Or yeah. Or I, 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 those are two separate thoughts. Buffy verse or friendsverse. We could go into friends if we wanted to. I don't. I knew it. that was going to come up, so I figured I'd mention. I'd at least put it on the table. But I really am t- entirely uninterested, including the friends in another movie right now. Oh, what's funny is because Courtney Cox's character Julie talks about how she's moving to Jersey, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure her family is from New Jersey in Friends. I think gotcha. they live in Jersey. So which is funny. Julie moved to New Jersey and then ingratiated herself with the Geller family, in which they all agreed. To <laughs> falsify memories of her from high school. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which implies but, then that Monica was never really a fat child. She bought a fat suit to pretend <laughs> to continue makes, the ruse. It makes friends a lot worse, right? Yeah. Which you know, we, most people don't think would be possible. No, no, I don't. Yeah, we we would be able to do it. Um, but now let's not do that. I'm, um, I'm banishing friends from our plots for at least at least till the third era. Okay. Okay. But what if a Matthew Perry movie comes out and we need to do it? Or what if we do a Matthew Perry? Yeah, so you we say we like, don't do Friends? We, we just have don't seven, do Friends if Matthew Perry is in a movie? We have seven weeks until Avengers, which caps the second era. There, and it's in the middle of a fucking pandemic. We're not, there's not going to be a new Matthew Perry movie. <laughs> it's also 2021. There's not going to be a new Matthew Perry movie. That, that is what everyone agreed at the beginning of the pandemic. Is that, okay, <laughs> no now Matthew that this Perry is happening... Movies. Now that COVID is like at its all-time high, no Matthew Perry movies for this at least the, two years. This is no the Matthew excuse Perry we've been waiting for. There's an embargo on the Perry. Um, <laughs> We're wasting our time. Um, we are wasting our time. So I, I will say, and I, um, and unless like something, and I'm saying this for prequels and everything leading up to Avengers two. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's something monumental that happens in these movies leading up to them. Stuff in 
stuff in this movie and the preceding ones will probably not make it into the Avengers too. <laughs> I'm just saying that right wow. now. I'm I'm just parting well, the curtain a little. Our more. listens are going to tank until episode 104. Now. I know, I know, but that's uh, that's all I'm going to say. Maybe I'll add like a little wink or something, but that's about it. So great. So what are we going to do with this movie? <laughs> our whatever Julie and Kevin, her music man boyfriend, are they going to come back? Let's start there. So what we could do is um, as sort of like a sequel movie, um, <laughs> we do sort of like um, what uh, we, we do kind of not a reboot, but a sort of um, adjacent film with She-Ra. Because She-Ra is He-Man's sister okay. um, in the He-Man verse. Um, right. It's actually a very popular cartoon out right now. It's all about She-Ra. Uh, um, in its entirety on Netflix currently. I'll say Netflix yeah. correctly one time so people will hear it. It's called cool. Nerdflorks. Nerdflorks. Check it out on Nerdflix. Nerdflorks. We started on streaming. Um, <laughs> we're not going to ever. This movie's not getting made. It's not getting made. No, sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Yeah. We're at ten minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I was thinking about like having a uh, a movie with She-Ra, okay. and what if we um, take the Courtney Cox character Julie and we make her She-Ra? Like, so she's if... He-Man's sister. Yeah, that's what I was gonna like. S- or 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 she or we just. Cut out the sister thing and gotcha. become She-Ra. Um, she has the power. She has the power. Um, she maybe gets transported to um, Eternia mm-hmm. and becomes She-Ra, and we have an adventure with her because they they seem to like um, because because Julie was having like a um, very boring relationship with boring Kevin um, in mm-hmm. the first movie. Um, her and He-Man more had of like a friend sort of like brother and sister relationship mm-hmm. um, of sort of like um, where he's a hero and he was protecting like her and like it was just like there was no like forced romance or anything mm-hmm. like that which they could have done. So like seeing them as like sort of like equals um, or sort of like platonic friends and like her also getting powers after going to grade school like like that mm. would I think that'd be kind of interesting. We could um, sort of John Carter of Mars this, where humans, when they go to Eternia, like because of the gravity or whatever, actually are like real strong here or something like that. So she just like has powers. We could not really jump through her. I mean, she has that fucking Eternian bobble that he gave her at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, The fucking trinket from the cat on Men in Black. Um, Yeah, yeah. So we could do that. That could be there. That could also give her powers. Yeah. is it Skeletor again? Let's maybe come up with, find out what the threat is, and then we can... Yeah, um, let me just do a quick search of She-Ra villains. I don't, I think She-Ra has different villains. Fordak is the main antagonist of She-Ra, Princess of Power animated series. She is the arch enemy of She-Ra. He rules the planet of Eternia with his army of horde troops. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wear a red bat symbol on their chest and convey their allegiance. So he's kind of like a vampire-esque looking dude. He's like Cyber Dracula, I would call him. Oh, so that's where Luke Evans went at the end of Monster Mash. He went to Eternia 
to become Hordak and rule Eternia. Yeah, exactly. That's where he went. Um, I think we, I think canonically we said he went to the cave. Oh, I know, and I know, he, and he, I know. And he, um, and he uh, jacked off there forever. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that second part, but I'll, I believe yeah. you. Yeah. Um, There's also Catra, which is like I know in the Shira cartoon that's on right now is like her best friend turned villain sort of person. Um, so there, 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 there are those options there. Um, does one of those appeal to you more? I not really. I kind of to me, I'm not opposed to having Shira or having um, Courtney Cox become Shira. I really want if we're going to Eternia, I want to dig into like. The weirdos like Mecha Neck, um, sure. Triclops, stuff like that, and I just think if we introduce Hordak, it's setting up a whole villain, we a whole new sure. villain, a whole new thing that we don't need. Um, I think it can just be Skeletor once one more time, trying to get maybe now he's trying to get back into Gray Skull because that was that's like the point of the comics is that he's not in there. He wants to get in there to get the power. We could do like the ghost of Skeletor or something. That'd be kind of interesting. Uh, right. Like, um, where he, um, he is attempting to, what if, what if, um, it is the ghost of Skeletor and, um, his presence isn't like detected just because he's a spirit and, mm-hmm. and shit. Um, and he invades He-Man's mind. Um, and takes him over and possesses him and mm-hmm. turns He-Man into sort of like a a villain of sorts, like as as being controlled by by Skeletor, right? Um, it's like he took the power from He-Man because that was the only way he could, in his spectral form, gain the power, right? Okay, based off what you just said, yeah, I'm gonna backtrack. Okay, let's have Hordak be the villain. Skeletor's ghost still. It's set modern day. This is a reboot. Skeletor has died. And he's named like, his will is going to be read, but he's named like He-Man in his will. He's also named Julian Kevin. And we don't know why. But they have to come to Eternia for Skeletor's will reading. Now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to do the ghost of Skeletor. like I'm, Sure, sure, sure. And so we can bring them, they could maybe, maybe they have a daughter and she's the new like main character. She's going to be our new focus of like the He-Man franchise. She, and then she could be She-Ra or something. Um, the ghost thing still happens, but now that's like Hordak's plan. Or maybe Hordak killed Skeletor. Skeletor ghost comes back for revenge and then it becomes like they team up kind of thing. But that's where we can also get in a bunch of like, it's basically He-Man and these two humans or three if they have like a, a child showing up to the watering full of like all of the like Beastman's there. I think Sarad was one of the names. Blade, Triclops, Mechanek. Um, I'm forgetting a few of the others, but there are other villains. The Manny yeah. Faces, whatever. It can be a, a motley crew of heroes and villains that have assembled for the funeral of Skeletor. Um, okay. <laughs> and this is where Hordak makes their move. And this is how we can kind of reboot and then work our way into like quote-unquote, a further franchise. Like, obviously, we're not going to do another one of these. But the idea yeah. could be then for the purpose of this movie, trying to relaunch the brand. Okay. Then we can move forward with she and Hordak and all of that. Okay. That'd be cool. I know so, that. Um, what so is fun- Hordak's... Oh, go ahead. The funeral of Skeletor. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, 
what is Hordak's plan then? Is it to wipe out the old guard? And like, I don't know. Um, are, are you watching the new uh, DuckTales currently? No, not currently. Okay. Are you, are you planning to? Um, maybe eventually, but like, feel free to spoil. I don't care about spoilers. Okay. So I'm going to say spoilers for DuckTales. If you are intending to watch it or you're not caught up, um, go ahead and skip ahead 30 seconds or so. Um, but in the newest season, Scrooge dies and yeah. becomes a ghost. Um, in the newest season, there's a guy there who's basically trying to remove adventure from the world, like magic and stuff, because Scrooge McDuck and his family keeps going on adventures and it'll cost money or things like that. He's like, for whatever reason, he's trying to remove, I'll say whimsy, but that idea of like, there's no like magical artifacts, there's no hidden cities, nothing like that. Like, it's just a normal kind of boring world. Maybe Hordak's like, there are too many of you fucking weirdos. We need to just, I'm just going to wipe the board of like many, many faces, mecha neck, triclops, beast man, he man. Like, I just fresh start for Eternia under my very boring rule. <laughs> I would just have doing a PowerPoint and just like, like, goes to a slide of mecha neck, mecha neck with his like neck, like out like 30 meters into the sky. Just like, look at this guy. I mean, played by John. What is he Morgan. doing? Yeah. What, what, what is he doing? Yeah. What, like, what is the purpose of this? He-Man, I understand. Goodness. Why? Manny faces. At least there's like some other powers. What is this? Yeah. How does this help anyone? <laughs> Who is he protecting? I'm here for looking. Boing. Boing. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so then, but uh, how does this then manifest, like this plan to wipe the board of the old guard? Um, like... Is it to get them all together in one room and then just, like, start throwing soldiers at them? Um, it turns it into a battle royale where they all have to fight. They fight each other to the death. That'd be interesting. Like, mm -hmm. uh, as far as, like, a gauntlet style. Like, like a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he needs to... Uh, I think he needs to... Obtain the power of Gray Skull or like okay. seize it or something um, mm -hmm. right at the start because it's like how else would he mm -hmm. hold all these people here like against their will right right like, that's kind of like and he and man, like, not oh, go ahead sorry um, well what I was gonna say is like how would he do that like like right um, not to be funny He Man has the power right at the from the end of yeah. the first movie he got it and that's why he got I have the power I just wanted to make sure that like. Because yeah, in the comics, the power. that's what I was saying. I wasn't trying to be funny. Like he screams at the end, Mike. He does have the power. It's very I long. didn't know if he it like he relinquished it back to the universe or whatever. Maybe we can have that be a thing. Uh, I wrote because he think, did that. I think the power is the sword, or that's the conduit of the power, and then like it's so he sort of sword. like yeah, like it's yeah. sort of like him who has the sword can use the sort of as a conduit for the so, power, but it's not like it's his power. Who so he currently has the power when he holds the sword up and says, I have the power. He currently has the power. Who, he who holds the sword, if they be worthy, shall possess the power. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind that it's like the sword. I don't think that... I mean, I'm fine with that being our take. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. if that's actually true, but fuck it, like for our purposes... The sword is the vessel of the power. 
or 45 minutes and we've accomplished a lot uh, um, for the listener, this is an episode where I have a hard out from the recording, and I told Madison that. And then, I'm sorry. no, 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 I, I'm saying that I then also immediately came in with the same energy of just like, what if we just like fuck around for a while? So we didn't warm up. I think that I think this happens. Oh, I, I don't know if that's I, why where we're. Uh, but I think I, we're just maybe punchy. I, I don't I think, think it's, it, I don't think yeah. it's we didn't warm up. I think we're just kind of punchy, and this movie <sighs> didn't give us a lot to build off of. No, I mean Skeletor's back, but yeah. So, are we throwing out, um, so, I like, so, uh, Hordak, um, seizes the power of Grayskull, um, and uses the power to be, like, sort of, like, we need to Thanos this thing, we need to, like, head, we need to, like, really, um, there's too many powerful people in the world, it's too much, um, and... Uh, we need to um, what's kind of like the uh, my my trim take the is, hedges, trim the yeah, hedges a little bit, or call you know, the like uh, call the herd, yeah, yeah, call my, the herd. My take is more Hordak wants this to be a more orderly like war style domination, and not fucking buckaroo heroes from the past running around with like thirty foot sure. necks or whatever. This is like no, we're not doing this fucking cowboy bullshit anymore. We're doing this mm-hmm. my way, like a very orderly siege. And just domination of Eternia. And I'm not going to fucking do whatever this is. So I'm just going to wipe those pieces off the board and do this my way. Now that Skeletor's gone, I'm the big bad. Yeah. Do you think it's kind of his motivation is also sort of like he wants balance between the forces like of good and evil. It's like it should always be equal. Or is it like more just like, Mm -hmm. like the, is it more like this is getting absurd? And, like, is that his more motivation? I think it's this is getting absurd. I'm not against... For me, a villain who's interested in the balance between good and evil doesn't work because I like villainy who's just like, no, I just want villainy. I don't want good. I want evil. Sure. Uh, But if if that interests you, I'm not opposed to, like, working with that as well. I just... This is more also me working in how angry it makes me now, currently, that, like, we can't have fun adventure movies. Everything Uh has to be, like, realistic and grounded or whatever. And it's like, no, just, like, make a stupid action movie make he-man like it doesn't yeah you don't have to be like but what if like we're so serious about it it's like what if it was yeah, like yeah. really grim like no just have fun and so that's why I, I hordak is kind of i'm putting a lot of that into hordak of like no like we're not gonna just like fuck around with beast man over there is not gonna like i don't know whatever skill i'm not gonna summon a goddess and make a clone baby that i can raise and then marry like that's stupid i'm just gonna attack that town <laughs> <laughs> like <clears throat> Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, so, he is pitting, is he pitting, he's pitting all of He-Man's people against each other, right? Um, I think to start with, they, it's like everybody, like battle, like it's like, great, He-Man, okay. you're going to fight Beast Man, and I'm going okay. to like kill one of you if like you're going to fight to the death, and if you don't, one of you doesn't kill the other, then like all blow up that town or whatever that's how like he gets he-man or the hero they convince the heroes to like fight and this blood sport to the death and i think that's a really fun way we can get like matchups like man of war versus manny faces or whatever like we can fuck around and then after a while it's like okay now man of war you're gonna fight he-man and if one of you doesn't kill the other one like this i know i said we can't we should just make a fun movie and i am getting a little dark with it but like i think it's fine so is it it's to the death like yes. that's the idea. And or or is it kind of like you beat this person, that person gets banished. 
Um, or I think it's to the death. I think it's okay. Um, what if then Julie and her daughter get away, and it's the daughter who's going to be you know become Shira gathering the new generation of fucking weirdos. Okay. And this is where we can make up some fun weirdos for the toy money. Okay. Cool. All right. Legally, so, Mattel has to pay us if we make up the toys. Okay. So it is. So, so Shira. So, Julie does get transported to Grace Call, mm-hmm. gets the powers, um, along with her daughter. You're saying. I think the so daughter. I think if we're because like I'm imagining this modern day. Okay. So like you know seventy whatever year old Dolph Lundgren. 50, 60, whatever year old Courtney Cox, like her daughter comes with her and she gets the power. She becomes She-Ra. And this is how we could move the franchise forward okay. modern day. So it's more of a reboot than a sequel, but how old do we think the daughter is? Twenties. I mean, she's twenties, thirties. If this was in the eighties and it would be modern day, it would be, she'd, well, I mean, she'd probably be, so she was born next year. Technically she'd probably be close to 40, but I think it's a younger daughter. I mean, also Julie was in high school. <laughs> Because Courtney Cox is uh, 56 years old right now. I think she was like 18 at the time because she was about to graduate high school, right? Yeah, let's say she's 30s, and then we can cast somebody younger and play her up, or we can cast somebody older and play her down a little. That the daughter is 30s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was going to say Allison Bree. Um, that'd mm. be she's, thir- she's 38, but I think she can play younger than 38 for sure. Hmm. Alexandria Daddario, Alexandria Daddario rather, came up here. She's thirty-four. That'd be that's a pretty good. Um, I could believe that she was Courtney Cox's uh, daughter. Here's a more interesting choice, possibly. Hillary Duff is thirty-two. Emily Blunt's thirty-seven. Brie Larson's thirty, but I mean, I don't know if we want that Captain Marvel crossover. I'm just running a couple other people here real quick before I'm fine with like if we decide to cast Hillary Duff. I would say Alexandra Daddario maybe fits the bill a little bit better than Hillary Duff, but yeah, but this is Hillary Duff's comeback right now. This is gotcha. her. This is her. Um, the Lizzie McGuire movie uh, show was reboot was completely made, but didn't get released on Disney Plus for whatever reason. Huh. Um, it's really like this is her. This is her comeback. This is her comeback. This is what she needs. Okay. Fine. Hillary Duff as She-Ra. Uh, great. Then um, let's just come up with some goofy some goofy gang members here. Uh, we're not really building a D&D party, so they don't have to be functionally. Like, they work well as a team because this would just be, like, a bunch of goofballs. And I know for the second week in a row we're doing a goofball uh, mashup team. But, but this one you'll get toy. You can buy toys of. So, so let's like, so what's the plot of the movie? Like, like, how do we get to this point of us creating like, like new people? Like, they are sure. people that are fighting in the tournament as well. No, I think Julie and Shira, as we'll call her, we'll just call her Shira because that's who she's okay. going to become. They escape. Like, the funeral happens. Hordak basically rocks up and is like, surprise, this is what's happening now. And there's a like a fight to try to escape, and Julie and Shira escape into Eternia okay. and okay. the movie is them kind of trying to figure out how they're going to like help and Shira then basically builds the next generation of I wacky gotcha. goofballs. So, so while they're doing that He-Man and his crew are fighting the uh, Skeletor's gauntlet the or the not uh, they're in Hordak's 
gauntlet yes. um, fighting. So we keep coming, coming back and like, yeah. I think He-Man is like killing like Beast Man and like getting and then Master of Arms is like, um, uh, Man of Arms. Sorry, uh, Man of Arms. Fake fan. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's fucking. It's Master of Arms. Like it should be Master of whatever. Um, yeah, but it doesn't uh, have Man in the title. So. Uh, um, maybe he goes down or something. Um, and mm-hmm. um. Cause, I mean, he was kind of old in the first movie. <laughs> he's kind of old, and like he'd probably be like reaching out there. Maybe like, um, mm-hmm. maybe maybe we make um, uh, Tila right, Tila. Yes. Yeah, maybe we make it canonical that that's his daughter, and uh, which I don't think they were even referenced in in the Masters of the Universe movie, but. Um, it's kind of like they need so many people to fight in this thing. And mm-hmm. he was like, like she, instead of her, uh, he went instead and like he volunteered because he mm-hmm. didn't want her to die against like beast. Man. Maybe he's fighting beast man. And it's like, sure. okay, there's no way beast man. He beats beast man at his sure. age, you know, you know, so, mm-hmm. so it's like, um, they have a good battle. And it looks like maybe man of arms, I think Man Arms holds his own, um, and, but ultimately Beast Man like gets the upper hand and like kills him or something like that. Absolutely, I think that tracks. I was looking up uh, some other guys like um, just to, like so we could throw some of the other characters. Like we'll make up our own. Some of the other characters like uh, Meteorbs, the hero, or um, Moss Man, Ram Man, Snout Spout. It's a fire. Oh, a firefighter, the metal alpha shaped helmet. Actually, fuck that. I want this guy. He was, he sounds awesome. Oh, Mike, you're just on the Paw Patrol um, website. And stuff, oh, but, uh, that's not... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm going to look this fucker up. Hold on. Sorry, this dude just sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, holy shit, this dude rules. Anyway, uh, we'll have him be in... Um... I'm saying like some of these guys that we'll just throw in new ones. Like We'll put actual He-Man characters in the fucking Mortal Kombat tournament. Um but we'll make up our own for the purposes of this movie. Um, but he just looks fucking cool as shit, actually. Uh, so let's go ahead and come up with a few of our, our heroes. And then I think it's a pretty standard. They rush Castle Grayskull or they get, get like Wilder's son or something to help them sneak it. Whatever. Like, I don't know if we really need to plot out the end of this movie. I mean, we've set it up to be the exact kind of movie. You know what's going to happen. We should decide, I guess, if He-Man dies. Um, and how she gets the power, but otherwise. There's a man called Ram-Man. It's Ram people. That's a Merman. Crawfle. Crawfle. He's a giant lobster. Whatever. They're not going to beat fucking Snout Spout. This dude rules. Um... Anyway, um, I, I think, so, the people that he, uh, that she, that she and Julie meet outside mm-hmm. and, like, create, um, their own team with. Hmm. So, just, what's, like, uh, like, let's do, um, something stupid. It's, so like, maybe pick an animal and then a word that rhymes with it or something. Uh, Mangaroo. 
Just like, like, a kang- like a kangaroo man. Okay. Like a buff kangaroo man. Yeah. He's got, um, he's like an actual, like normal, like normal looking person with kangaroo legs. Um, the toys, it's going to be one of those toys where you like, you press it down and then it like locks and then all of a sudden it like springs up. So he's a jumper. Um, he can also have a tail. So maybe he's like, like almost like a kangaroo type centaur where the lower half of his body is kangaroo and then the upper half is human. What about this? Mm-hmm. Bombi. Okay. And it is a zombie. Um, I like it is, this. It is a zombie woman who um, is sort of like a, um, uh, what she does is she jumps on them, uh, jumps on an enemy and then explodes. And like she falls apart, um, but like the force is like, Knocks the person back, or like she rebuilds herself because she's undead, and like she she can she can pull herself back together like magically, and like that's really I really like that a lot. Okay, so let's try um, somebody who can. Let's do like somebody who can fly, and then make it a weird thing like they're because their arms or jet plane wings or something like that. Oh, um, airplane. And it's uh, she's got really long hair that when she like she'll like grab it and then like put her arms out to the sides like this and like a Batman glider she can fly around. Um, I I had a um, I, I had a um, an alternate okay. uh, hair based villain that I just thought of right after okay. you said that. I said polar hair, um, and it's a woman with like white hair, um, and it is her power. She's kind of like Bayonetta, but it mm-hmm. is like frost hair powers like or something like that like i mean and she could be a bear as well but like that's kind of like it it's sort of like she conjures her hair to do things for her basically do we want to course correct here because i know with shira especially in the new cartoon there's the princesses of power and they're all like various like princesses do we want huh. to instead of we can do that and then they could still be these goofy like he-man named characters but i think it'd be cool because it's like this sort of like he-man is like a hyper masculine hyper masculine thing so like to have this sort of like uh this this sort of like princess revolution bring to bring back like and take down this like uh to take down like the patriarchy basically that's a cool like um cool concept so um yeah, why not? Um, then um, I'm going to change Mang- Mangaroo into Trangaroo, okay. uh, which will be like a, also now a train element added. Okay. Um, so it's a train kangaroo. Got it. Yeah. It's she kind of like a mecha. It's kind of like a mecha kangaroo. Kind of, but also there's like a hatch on the front that she opens, and she shovels like coal into it to power the like her like jumping. Oh, legs. that's cool! Like into her pouch. Yeah. Oh yeah, into the pouch! Amazing, amazing. And then you see like it bubble, like and like get hot and everything, and then yeah. like they, it, she like charges forward. She could also she's kind of like a speedster too, like she like charges at people. That's cool. I love so that. So we've got Trangaroo, Polar Hair, and Bombi. And Bombi. And She-Ra. I think we need one more. Yeah, so do I. Um. Uh, Squirrel Girl, Anna Kendrick. Okay, here's what let's do. On the, when we say, I was joking. Think, you know, no, I, no, I know. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. We're not doing Anna Kendrick Squirrel Girl. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Internet. We're doing the other Squirrel Girl, the one who's on the like Verizon commercials or whatever. Um, 
I'm gonna we're each gonna we're gonna do our classic bit. Each of us just say a noun. Okay. I'm gonna take a second to any, think of one. Any any parameters? Uh I mean we could do like one of us says an animal, one of us says um so I'll tell you what, I'll say, I'll go well, on the count of three, I'll say a verb, you say a noun. So okay. like, so, so for example, like spout snout, uh, who uh, I still have a picture okay. of over here, by the way. Um, it is like a descriptor and a verb or, or, or an announce. So like, uh, well, so we'll try this. We'll just see if this generates even like a, a different idea, but maybe sparks something. Okay. So I'm saying a verb. Um, okay. Do you have a noun? Yes. All right. One, two, three. Dig. Pen. Okay. Okay. So we have dig pen. Dig pen. Uh. Now is this like a writing pen or a pokey pen? Like. I was thinking like a pokey pen, like a pokey, like a pokey pen. Okay. Um. Dig pen. So like maybe a um. Kind of pig pen, right? Yeah. Um, so what, what if it is? What if it's a? What if it's a pig? Um, and it's like a dig, dig, dig pen. It's like a, a pig princess. Um, um, we go with like swine as a word as part of it. We don't have to stick with dig. Like I said, I just was doing that to see if we could generate any kind of like somewhere else to leap off to. Maybe. What? What if it's swine? Um, what if it's like a wrestler? Like okay. uh, so, it's like pin. You know. So. Ooh. Um, so it's a pig wrestler. Um, so what's something that could uh, that could go in front of him uh, that would work? Um, like maybe like. Or I mean, uh, we could. We penny, don't have to use penny, the word pen. Penny pen. Penny pen. Um, we don't have to or, use the word pen. We can just like make a wrestler type name based off of the pig pun, and then Macho Man Randy Savage. And it's not. That's just the name, but it's a like a female wrestler. Um, I mean, Pork Hogan is also right there. Or the Hulk Hogan. The Truffler. The Truffler. Yeah. Truffle Scuffle. Truffle Scuffle? Truffle Scuffle's good. Truffle Scuffle's good, and it is a pig wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Okay. That didn't take far too long. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, okay. we, were, we were doing it off the cuff. So, um... So we have She-Ra and her princesses of power, Bombi, Trangaroo, Polar Hair, and Truffle Scuffle. Yeah. Um, Hotel, our uh, lawyer will be in contact about royalties. Yeah. For uh, sake of inclusive, inclusivity, let's make, I'm going to make Bombi uh, non-binary. Um, and, uh, and she uses she they. Um, and yeah, so truffle scuffle, Bombi. I mean, we can also just say all the princesses are POC. That's true. Um, so, um, truffle scuffle, Bombi. Polar hair. Polar hair. Trangaroo. Trangaroo. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. So they, through the movie, like, I think... Maybe they actually, ooh, maybe the princesses of power are already kind of a gang, uh, like a vigilante, like they're in cities, whatever, they're like disrupting Hordak's supply shipments, whatever. And Julia and she meet them and they call, already call themselves the princesses of power. Yeah. Well, I can see them as being like outcasts 
too, right? True. Like, like maybe like because of their status or like they they're seen as too ridiculous or something, or like maybe it's like they're just like I mean, like I don't want to put it too fine a point on it. Go ahead. Or maybe it's just like super hyper masculinity. I was going to say like, not like, to not to say the quiet part out loud. They're women. Like they're women. Yeah, um, they are. Uh, and the this hyper masculine he man uh, Skeletor war has discluded them mm-hmm. forever, um, mm-hmm. and also their powers are ridiculous and they just have been like mm-hmm. sort of like outcasted. Their kingdoms have been seized, mm-hmm. I think, like um, themselves. And they well, have been... I like that. I still think that that works as like the outcast princesses from sieged castles have formed a vigilante gang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I think at the beginning they're like laying low though they're like oh yeah we don't really get into like the real shit like we're kind of like just like mm-hmm. doing stuff to survive and uh, to thrive um, we're disrupting we're disrupting like the the com- the commerce of Eternia uh-huh. in our own way um, but we're they recommend the great economics podcast for uh, if she really wants to understand the ins and outs of the economy of Eternia yeah yeah um, um uh so i think they're doing that and then like i think julie and her daughter um what's the daughter's name i mean i think we've just been calling her she because that's who she becomes oh, yeah, so it would be easier yeah. just to refer to her as that like she has a name like i don't know, emily and for like sure. the whole movie and then at the end she becomes she uh okay. it just seemed easier to stick with calling her that the whole time for our purposes mm-hmm. than giving her a name that we were then going to like cast aside at the very end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, so they, uh, yeah. so they talk to them and just like, you know, this like gauntlet thing is going on. And they, I think maybe like the prince is like, good, like let them destroy themselves. You know? Oh, it's Stuff televised. Like yeah. Kordak is broadcasting the fights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and why, why do they want to stop it? Or like, why do they want to like liberate? It, like, I mean, I think or, it's just defeating Hordak. Yeah. Like, maybe Hordak never comes out, or, like, they don't know where Hordak's actual lair is, but, like, for the first time, Hordak's not in their secret lair, and they know mm-hmm. exactly where he is. Um, and so it's, like, breaking into Castle Grayskull to kill Hordak. That's good. That's good. So, they... Um... They launch their own offensive against Hordak, and they break into Castle Grayskull, right? Yeah. Um, I think the movie uh, for the one side needs to be um, She-Ra getting in contact with the Princesses of Power. I think maybe she they like find them pretty quickly, and then she needs to learn how to fight and stuff, um, or gain an appreciation of what's going on and why she should fight, and then... I think it's just a big, loud, open offensive on Grayskull. Like, like just go and they go on guns blazing. I'm not interested in like a sneaky snake mission. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So they just they just go in um, and uh, what what kind of offensive do you think Kordak uh, puts against them? Like, do we think it's like he has his own like he is kind of like a mecha Dracula, right? Like like yeah. sort of like guy. So. Do you think he has his own army of like, like robots as well? Or like, well, I mean, like, we see what was the thing that you read about Hordak that he that's. I mean, he has an army. 
Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. We introduced Catra then as well as like a lieutenant. Sure. That could be somebody then for Shira to fight who's um, not as experienced. They're called Horde Troopers. So they all play WoW and Mm -hmm. um, are clearly on one side of the the story there. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Oh, I just, everybody I know plays Horde, so I, I don't have any ill will against the Horde. All right, so yeah, I mean, I just think it's a big, like, offensive. And I think Winterdy's catcher here, I think that, I don't know, I'm just, in for the sake of it being fun, which is the point I guess I've been trying to make with the whole yeah, yeah. Hordak thing, I'm just, them creeping around a castle to find Hordak to kill him doesn't uh-huh. um, interest me at all them just absolutely like captain america in the uh, first avenger just driving a motorcycle into the middle of the hydro base and fighting everybody is like what i want from this big fight with a bunch of weirdos like bombi and train guru and what if um what if during the gauntlet scenes um to set up like um them like timing their attack like at the mm-hmm. right time um uh, Hordak realizes that, like, oh, He Man will never die, or like, oh, like, because He Man Africa will never allow time. him to die. Yeah, yeah, Af- Africa will never allow him to die. Um, he, uh, he he just won't die, and like, he kind of realizes, like, oh, like, all of these people are the problem. It doesn't matter if I call all, I call the herd or whatever, and like, mm-hmm. bring out like, I take out one fourth of them. They're all just like. They're they're all seeds oh. of like this yeah. thing. It's just like so. At the end of it, like even like he plans to even kill the survivors, right? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, like, I, I misunderstood you. I intended this to be a genocide of okay. the weirdos. Like, yeah. so I um, think it's more of just like I'm I'm going to use this battle royale as a demoralizer to all the other fucking weirdos in hiding out there. Mm-hmm. Like, stay in hiding or like leave Eternia, whatever. Like. This time is over, so you're gonna watch the whatever their like assassination. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I maybe at the end of the gauntlet, he pulls his his horde troopers from the castle of where mm-hmm. he's hiding and sends them to the arena, like for the final like execution mm-hmm. of like the winners or like the people left standing. Right? Like mm-hmm. it's like this has gone on long enough. Um, this will be going around for hours. They're just going to keep at it. Let's just like end this right now, and then we'll be on to the rest of my, um, the rest of my plan, and then so the whole world can move on. So that's why um, the um, the uh, princess squad or whatever, whatever princesses of power, mm-hmm. um, they take that opportunity when the horde leaves to charge the castle, right? You know, yeah. um, and. Uh, that's when they get into like a sort of cool like multi. I think Hordak is probably an even match for all five of them, right? So you know, I like, would th- my my pitch would be Hordak's at the arena where the fights are happening, and okay. so then it becomes like the fight, like the Geonosis scene in Attack of the Clones. Okay, uh, where the hordes all their fight, and then like He Man and. Triclops and Beast, whoever's left alive, they start fighting those people as well. While the princesses of power just absolutely fucking everyone shit up, and then maybe we introduce like uh, inspired by this because it's televised. Some other new weirdos show up at the arena to help as well. Sure, sure. Um, I think uh, 
just as a funny joke, um, with Hordak going on, on and on about Mechanek earlier in the movie, he survived. He, he is, he has survived, uh, to the end, I think. And I think the whole time it's just like, we see some of his scenes and Mechanek just like owning whatever, uh, whatever person he's like he's just like against. power headbutting ever like yeah yeah and Hordak is like god damn it how does this how is this guy useful like why do why do like like I, and then maybe he eventually gets it and then maybe like maybe Hordak is like you know what i'm gonna keep this guy on my team i'm keeping him <laughs> so mechanic becomes a villain <laughs> i i think maybe that's his intention of just like all of you will die except you mechanic you have surprised me. You get to survive. <laughs> I have a, I have an alternate take of, um, we do the bit at the beginning where he goes on this long tirade about Mecha Neck, like how is this guy useful? Then we cut to like later in the fight, he like wins a fight. And he's like, I just don't understand. Like what is like what does he do? And then at one point, Hordak isn't like is maybe not like hiding, but starting to get away, and it's like no one can see me up here. And then all of a sudden, boing, there I found him. There we go. And then it's like oh. Oh, I get it now. He's like a scout. It makes sense. This is what his use is. And then <laughs> Hordak seems relieved. That's like, oh, okay, if you finally make sense. Yeah. I'm mad that you caught me, but finally I get it. Yeah. I think Hordak, um, at the end, once he sees that he's overwhelmed by the princesses of power after they kind of like own shop and like un um and kind of like own his uh his um execution squad or whatever mm-hmm. um because i think that's where it starts i think that they like the execution squad is ready to fire and then the princes of power show up mm-hmm. take them all out and then hordak um maybe appeals to the skeletor villains like the mm-hmm. evil ones like uh uh villains if you take these people out like then you can you'll get to survive or you know he makes like a, a, a oh, example sure. or something like that that's like creating this other battle scene and where Hordak is trying to escape um, and maybe also fighting some as well. Um, I think maybe, um, as I mentioned, like other new weirdos show up to like join the fight to help. And um, maybe one of them is Katra and she actually like helps Hordak escape. And she's like, no, I've, I don't think that this is going to matter this fight. Like, but so like, but I've just ingratiated myself to the guy who's going to be in charge. At sure, the beginning, yeah. and so like that's how we can kind of work Catcher in as well. Kind of like evil then. I mean, do we want Catcher to? I mean, be the blatant? She's part of the princesses of power, and then betrays them. That'd be cool if she's there at the yeah. beginning um, as sort of like a betrayal of like she doesn't believe in this, or like 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 her her kingdom has been decimated as well, mm-hmm. um, and um, she betrays them at the end i think like and uh, and it's I, kind of like you know what like hordak has a lot of power um i'm gonna let him live because i think he has the right idea is that like it's because of this all of this and then she like gestures to the 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 uh arena full of like heroes and like mm-hmm. we like with weird ass like powers and uh like Many faces is like switching his faces every so often. Like mm-hmm. you know, Mechanic is like wrapping himself around like three guys. Sure. Um, uh, Kang, uh, what was Kangaroo? Kanger, Kanger Train, Trank, Trank, Kangaroo. I don't know. Like... Kanga Train is also <laughs> really fun to say. Kanga Train. Um, 
Oh, okay. I, I This is late in the game, but I'm retconning a new thing about Trangaroo. Uh, it can turn into Kanga Train. So the like the sure. body kind of like folds in on itself and it bends down almost to the so it's stomach's on the ground and it becomes like a tr- like a battering ram mm-hmm. train kind of thing. In the sequel, um, uh, Kanga Train has like uh, kids and uh, they're called like, one of them's called Caboose. Mm-hmm. Cabooster. <laughs> Uh, Kabooster, Kabooster. Uh, dang, we need to write this Kankatrain, uh, this Kankatrain comic. <laughs> We're not cutting anything. Start the movie over. It's all about Kankatrain. It's all about Kankatrain. I'm going to uh, just say Kankatrain now because that's easier to say than Trangaroo. Okay. Um, uh, anyway, I think yeah, that you see, they see, I mean, Katra, right. Katra is like just, you see all these people. Kankatrain's like blasting like five guys out of like thing. He-Man is like flipping around and like just just like maybe not like, so th- much flipping around considering Dolph Lundgren is extraordinarily old sure sure yeah and he's like thrusting his sword into people mm-hmm. and um uh and he's greased up to no end he's still greased up even as an old man mm-hmm. um I think uh, an idea I have for Katra uh, to that point um she didn't lose her kingdom she gave her kingdom to Hordak and then uh-huh. like they were like, oh, we're going to be this like sort of rebellion. And she's like, yes, I'll join you. Oh, no. She was planning to sell them out to Hordak at the earliest convenience for favor in his court or whatever. And what if, what if it's kind of like a big reveal at the end? That's a reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and But earlier on in the movie, we set up that Katra is also the one that kind of like brought all the princesses of power together. And like mm. maybe, maybe the whole idea at first was like, Oh, um, we're gonna take the princess of power, gather them all together, and then um, she she was gonna deliver them to him at one point. Right? I like or that. So like that. I think the idea was that because for like I think I can marry our two ideas because my idea yeah. was that she was approached by them. I think that then the princesses were like, hey, we should like talk because all of our kingdoms got destroyed. Like we should do something about that. And Katra was sensed an opportunity. was like, yes, mine was also stolen. Yeah. Not revealing that she gave it to Hordak. And then it's like, I, now I have an end with the other princesses and I can deliver all of them to him and whatever. And maybe the idea to become a rebellion was her idea of like, I'll boost their value to him by making mm-hmm. them this like annoyance. Yeah. Um, and then she sells them. And then, so she helps Hordak escape. Um, and then I think He-Man's just like, look, I'm not going to stop fighting, but I am too fucking old to be the, like the, whatever. So he, oh, he uh, yeah. And so he like imbues the power to She-Ra to take over as like the kind of marquee hero, like the, the, um, what's what I want. I don't know, like the the flagship hero, like the yeah. kind of gold standard, like everybody looks up to He-Man. Now it's you because I'm just like, I'll help you and I'll train you and I'll assist you. I'm just too old to be the guy. Yeah. Um, what if it's a good thing? A uh, scene that I have an idea at the end is that mm-hmm. He-Man holds up um, his sword and, it, and lightning hits it and then it breaks into, it turns into five identical swords. And so they all have the power of Skrayskull. Right. And then instead of the end of it, I have the power, it's that we I have am the Iron power. Man. I agree. No, 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 no. It's we have the power. And then they all raise it up. Yeah. Like I mean, you're right. That is the ending to this movie. I was kind of hope. 
I was kind of hoping to avoid that specifically. It just seems really hokey. But I mean, you're right. It is. It is hokey the for He Man, the the master of the yeah, universe. Yeah, I don't know. I it we, feels very much like hashtag girl power. Not like yeah, I'm not, it like in the cringy way that nobody likes. I'm not saying like no, it's girl power. That's stupid. Like that specific hashtag girl power. Like. Kind of phrase, but again, you're right. It's how the movie ends, and that's how our movie's gonna end. I was just like, in my brain, I was like, how can we not do that? How can we do that without specifically the we have the power scene? Yeah, yeah. We had, I mean, we kind of set it up as that, like, mm-hmm. um, earlier on. Um, I, I like it still, like, yeah. as far as, like, um, like, as, as far as, like, an inspirational end and, like, oh, uh, no, an right. idea, yeah. at, at an idea. And the idea of like where the the movie the theory, the franchise would go from there, right? You know, because from there we're gonna get our Kanga Train movie. We're gonna get our um, yeah, um, the Bombi uh, solo pa- film. Pa- that's like a pa- dark panda hair. Yeah, but well, it's gonna be a, a Bombi. It's a Bombi and um, truffle scuffle. Yeah, polar it's, hair. It's, it's gonna be a Bombi truffle scuffle mini series on on the uh, Universe Plus. We need to start a streaming service of our of our ideas. <laughs> That's what we'll do if we get a Patreon. We'll we'll pitch uh, the. We'll start a streaming service. We'll get a Patreon and we'll pitch the entire ten episode miniseries of Bombi and Truffle Scuffle. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Um, they stay on Eternia. Maybe the mom and He Man. Fuck. Um, sure. I don't care. I'm just, I'm trying to wrap up plot threads, but they can stay there. Uh, oh no, the mom and Gwildor totally fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Corny Cox and Gwildor? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure there's fan art. They, they, they totally had chemistry in the first mm-hmm. one. Um, I mean, did you see that kiss she planted on him? Right I know. End? I know, and he was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. He, it, 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 he, 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 he wiggled in a lot of excitement i hated the way you said the word wiggled he horny wiggled Um, did we do it we did it i think it's a a mess but we did it i think it sounds more messy than it is because we're so punchy and we spent so long getting like off topic but i think it holds together it just seems like kind of a mess because we were if we did it that's credits on another i'm sorry well i keep doing this what do we call it um, it's like so. Masters of the Universe is already a long title, right? Princesses so, of Power um, would follow the things to be He Man and the Masters of the Universe, She Ra and the Princesses of Power. Yeah. So, do you think it's She Ra and the Princesses of Power? I mean, if we wanted to follow the Matrix of the first one, it would just be Princesses of Power. Yeah. And speaking of Matrix, we could get some real hashtag energy for uh, pitching the She-Ra Princesses of Power movie. <laughs> in which in which we didn't include any of the actual Princesses of Power from no. that, that show. No. Uh, people will be confused, mad, but maybe we'll get listens. <laughs> Masters of the Universe, colon, She-Ra. New Masters of the Universe. I think She-Ra, She-Ra and the Master, She-Ra and the Princess of the Power, or She-Ra, maybe it's just She-Ra and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I mean, that tracks, I am kind of feel like, much like with Bewitched, because we're not doing Masters of the Universe, really, 
Um, I feel like we to keep that SEO, we need Masters of the Universe. But okay, what about this Snout Spout the movie? Um, Kanga Train. Kanga Train and the Princesses of Power. Kanga Train Rises. <laughs> Masters of the Universe colon Kanga Train Rises. If we wanted to not gain it completely, Shira and the Princesses of the Universe. Hmm. Let's do that. that there we go. That that gets us people who are looking for stuff about the Shira and the Princess of Power may find it, but at least it's not. Yeah. The exact we're not like openly duping people. It's like an off brand. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like we're it's like we're selling like like action figures, Shira action figures no, out no, of no, a it's, van. It's, it's like, like, but it's, it's like him, dude. It's him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's not she Shira. It's her. Yeah. It's. It's Sergei. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. It's, she... it, it's not Mecha Neck. Uh huh. Oh, I can't wait for this. By the head. <laughs> if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else podcasts are found. By searching the equalizers, you can also find us under uh, in, behind an old CD in a, in a CD case that has the Superman soundtrack on it. You know, whatever monster decided if you're going to get a bunch of like a, a TV show on DVD and it's a bunch of DVDs, and instead of doing like the pages, it's going to be the one spindle of all the discs. Mm-hmm. We're at the bottom of every one of those stacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So get digging. Anyway, as as Truffle Scuffle famously says, get digging. Get digging. You can also reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at the Equalizer. Digger done. Digger done. Digger done. Also, it's... <laughs> Truffle Scuffle is voiced by Larry the Cable Guy. Even though uh, it's um, it's Truffle yeah. Scuffle, the non-binary one. <laughs> no, uh, um. Bombie is. So the Princess of Power Truffle Scuffle is voiced by Larry the Cable Guy. Great. You know where to contact us. Special thanks to the Banana Boys for their theme song Two Steps Strutting Off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B O Y E S, like an O yes. Your full album is for streaming on all services now. You know Next time, Madison, you know what are we doing? You know for the love of God, play. Madison, we have to stop. I know. I know. I hate to ask because it means that we're going to add more time. What are we doing next time? I picked this one, so if you got something you want to throw down, uh, go for it. Oh, I've never seen this. Have you ever seen Johnny Mnemonic? Johnny Johnny, Mnemonic? No, I haven't seen Johnny. Yeah, I still say it. Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny. Wow. Johnny Mnemonic. It's a hard word to say. Mnemonic. Yeah. Um. I know it has like hackers energy. Um, okay. Uh, that uh, you let me pick this week. I'm saying if you want to, you pick whatever you want to do. Uh, let's do Johnny Monomic. That's cool. Um, if I can say it correctly, ever. Um, Johnny Monomic. <laughs> All right. 
next time then Madison Jones and I try to pronounce Johnny Johnny Mimano. 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 So, for the Mimano. equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Mimano. Maybe get in here. First, take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me.